Welcome to Godcast, where we talk all things Bible, Jesus, and God. I'm Josh. This is James. Boy. And welcome to Godcast. On the last episode of the podcast, we talked about what Christians are for, which automatically went into what Christians are against. So we, uh, we talked into that for a while. Uh, if you haven't already, please uh, like... Uh, like and share the podcast. Follow follow us on Spotify and on Facebook, the Godcast community page, which it it, it needs to start uh, coming alive. You know, we po- we we posted <laughs> we posted uh, a prompt that asked for questions for the podcast. Nobody answered it. <laughs> but we see that multiple people saw it, but nobody yeah, asked nobody. any questions. So we we took matters into our own hands, and I went and direct messaged a, a bunch of people, and we got nine questions. So pe- nine, uh, three people, uh, three questions each. They have we have nine questions in total. <coughs> so we're hoping to break down all of those in this episode. Um, James, do you want to praise him? Yes. Heavenly Father, Lord, we ask that you be with us here during this episode of the podcast. Lord, we ask that as we go through this episode, that your Holy Spirit will speak through us, Lord, that nothing of what we think, but that we be able to accurately allow your Spirit to speak through us and that he can speak on his own word, Lord, and tell us the information that we need and to, and to answer these questions that people have about you, Lord. Lord, we ask that on all the episodes of the podcast that you be with us and that you be with us, Lord, that maybe we learn something as we go through this episode, Lord, and that whoever listens to this, that they learn something, Lord, that maybe it'll ignite them to learn more, even more about you, Lord. Lord, we love you. We thank you. It's in your name that we pray. Amen. Amen. So the first set of questions that, that we have are from a man named Corbin Capazella. Uh, he had three questions. Uh, as stated, everybody has three questions. So, do you want to you want to name those off? Yes. Uh, you want to go through? Do you want me to name all? Of them? No, just the just just the first one. <laughs> we I think we're starting off with a pretty. Uh, I don't I don't know how to how to describe it. <laughs> it's an interesting question. Yeah, it's just jumping right into the deep end. Um, so the first question from Corbin is: Does God like gays? <laughs> well, um, I, 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 there's gonna be we're gonna be talking about this, and there's gonna be so much just re saying what we said the first oh, time. Whenever. Yeah, we we recorded this already, but the footage was lost. So maybe God has something else for us, right? Yeah, we'll, we'll we just gotta let is. the spirit flow. But like I said before, it's a very it's a very good question, but it's, it's actually a very easy question to answer. Mm-hmm. Which is that God loves everybody. The, the Bible is very clear about that. Is that God loves everybody. And I, I feel like, you know, this question is asked, I feel like, because there's a lot of misrepresentation by um, very poor uh, Christian people in uh, quotation marks. Christian people yeah. who are very hateful. They're just and, religious people. Yes, not not Christians, not people who have a relationship with God. God says that he loves everybody and he commands us to love everybody. But... God hates sin, sin. Yes. and the Bible is very clear that God made woman to be with man and made man exactly. to be with woman, and he does not condone 
a same-sex relationship. It is not. It is unnatural. It is unbiblical. It is unlawful. It is sinful. And God hates sin. He rebukes it, right? He's, he's, he says to love him and hate sin. So 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 I think I think a lot of times when people are like, oh, you're such a hateful person because you you say that my lifestyle is wrong. Yes, I hate your lifestyle. I hate it because it has sin in it. But I love you as a person, right? Yeah. And so I feel like to a lot of lost people, it's hard to make that distinction. Yeah. Um, because because it's 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 we're battling principles, right? We're battling principles. And, and whenever, whenever you have a, a base of what God says, right, even though God says to love everybody, that does not mean that he's saying accept sin. That would contradict everything that the Bible says. If, if, God, if God allowed sin to happen, there would be no need for Jesus. If he said sin is okay, then it wouldn't be sin. Yeah, it wouldn't be sin. And God would be able to be around it. But... But the simple answer there is that, yes, God likes gay God, people. He yeah. loves them. But he does not like the fact that they are gay. Yeah. <laughs> he wants them. But the the big thing here is that, well, then what what, what happens? If God loves gay, you know, can they not get saved? Because... Well, oh, they can, they can be they saved, can be saved. Right? But they have but to they dedicate have to. their life to Christ and they have to re re repent. They have to, to go away from their sinful lifestyle, just like all. Yeah, in the last in the last version of this episode that got lost, you said you said that the, the same temptation for being gay is the same as a drinker, a drunk, right? Is the same as, as a person that would love to pornography, would love lust, right? Or would love money, right? It's the same thing, right? Yeah, just a, all... just a different, just a different sin, but it's the same thing of the temptation to do a sin. Yes, and some people struggle with different sins than others. Yes, you know, and 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 don't think that it's hateful if we're calling out your lifestyle because because my lifestyle has been called out. I'm sure yours has been called out. If 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 what I'm saying is 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 not going and sitting right in your stomach, it is because the spirit of God is convicting you, right? Not me. Yes. We're just the messengers. Uh -huh. We're ju we're just the, the the men that God is using for His work uh -huh. and for the spreading of His word. So, Corbin, I thank you for that first question. Do you want to? Yes. Question on? number two from Corbin. Uh, what about atheists who believe in spirits? Uh, my quick answer to that is that it's an oxymoron. It doesn't it make is. sense. It, it doesn't. If you if you believe that we can, and this I'm I'm quoting Jeff Durbin, right? And if you believe that that we can, that we were developed from from stardust, and and we we're the descendants of fish, right? Right? How do you have a spirit? How do you have a spirit? Yeah, it doesn't make sense. If you you're an atheist who does not believe in God, who does not believe in a higher power, then how can you believe in these other supernatural things? You can't. If, if, you, if you are an atheist who believe in spirits, if you're a person who believes in spirits, then you have to have a, res a reservation in your mind that allows for the possibility, at least, of God. Exactly. You know, you can't believe in some spiritual things and not others. Yeah. Like, that just... That you, just doesn't make sense. You can't believe in some of the things, but not all of the things that, that uh, God says. Uh, right? Right. And yes, God does speak about spirit. I mean, he, he says that every single one of us has one. Every single one of us has yes. a soul. And he brought down the Holy Spirit, right? Mm -hmm. And he, 
His spirit is within every person that accepts Jesus. Yes, and, and, and makes them the Lord of their life. So yes, as you said, it is an oxymoron. It does not make sense. You, it, it, it really, it really just like, for as smart as some of these people are, atheists, because you know I know a lot of smart atheists, right? Most atheists are pretty smart. I mean, truthfully, truthfully, uh, a lot of atheists, a lot of these hard atheists are actually know the Bible better than a lot of Christians. Yes. It, and and there's there's a reason why, you know, they're they're smooth talkers, right? And they're able to, to convince some Christians that aren't uh, that aren't biblically sound, they do not they do not stand fully on the sound doctrine that God has given us, right? It's it's there's a reason why that Jesus is described as a rock, right? Rock. There's a and, and atheist, yeah, he's the cornerstone. He's the foundation, right? So, so there's a reason. There's a reason why they're able to do that because they're smooth talkers. They they've been influenced by by Satan himself, right? And mm-hmm. and Satan is a smooth talker. But yeah, as you said, it's an oxymoron. Doesn't make sense. And the last question from Corbin. Yes. What should I do if I screw up in a relationship? Now, this question is uh, more general because, you know, the Bible the Bible gives life advice, but the Bible is not always super specific about no. things. But it's also a very easy question. Yes. How to and, answer this? And, and the, the answer that I that I tend to give is, is that if you screw up in a relationship, right, you've done it, own up to it. Mm-hmm. Own don't, up to it. Don't. Uh, don't sidestep accountability. Own and up to own up to your actions. Be a man. Yes. Or if you're a woman, be a woman. You know. Yeah. And go to God. Right. The for the the first thing that you need to do is accept responsibility and then go to God. Right. Go go to God and say, Hey, I messed up. I did this. Can you fix this? Right. Is if it's is in this your will. if if it's in your will exactly? It, is this relationship? Is it supposed to work? Right? Is this is this a relationship that you want me to be in? Is this a relationship that you put me in, or something that I put myself yeah, in? Yeah, you you because a relationship you must be equally yoked, mm-hmm. right? You yeah. must be. The Bible says that. If you and, are a Christian person, you should not be with a non-Christian person. Yes, exactly. Because you can't fix them. God can. Mm-hmm. But God also tells you to, to be with an equally yoked, right? But but the the and there's some there is some uh, some circumstances of this in the Bible. I mean, there's some very holy people in the Bible that um that um like their like uh, we actually David. learned about we learned about Timothy. Uh, Timothy learned all of his scriptures and stuff through his mom and his grandmother because his dad wasn't a believer. They were unequally yoked. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, we look at we look at King David. <laughs> Oh boy! <laughs> Where do we start? But didn't he send his best friend to war just so we could have his wife? Yeah. <laughs> so he could sleep with his wife. Yeah, that's that's not good. <laughs> yeah, David made a lot of David made a lot of not just like mistakes, but David made a lot of big mistakes. Yeah, yeah. He's not like But it. but and, and that's a perfect example is you're allowed you're it's okay to mess up, but own up to it, right? Own up to your mistake and Confess ask it. God. Confess it to God and ask him to help you through exactly. whatever it is. Help ask God to help you through the mess that you made, you know. And, and, and if God doesn't want you to be in the relationship, accept it. Swallow the hard truth, set aside your pride. Right? <laughs> Set aside your pride and move on. Ask God where do you want me to go? Just 
follow God's guidance. God's plan. God leads. God has a plan, and God's God's um God's spirit will speak to you and will lead you in the way that you need to go. Exactly. If you just follow that, if you just follow that, then whatever mistakes or whatever you need to do in your life. He'll lead you to it. Whether you mess up in a relationship and you never were meant to be in that relationship in the first place, God's spirit will guide you away from it. If you messed up in a relationship and God wants you to pick pick this this uh, pick the pieces up, you know, then follow God's spirit and He will help you do it. It's it's just every like if we really wanted to be really boring in this podcast. We could have one sentence answers to every question that's asked, which is just follow what the Holy Spirit tells you to do, and we could answer every question with that one sentence. We this twelve minutes that we're twelve minutes and forty five seconds. See, like, <laughs> see, ya, we could be done. Nine yeah. questions, but we, we but we choose to let the Spirit move and and, and in, uh, answer the questions in depth how the Spirit would have, right? So thank you, Corbin Capazella, for those questions. Uh, continue to uh, send more, you know. Yeah, we, we will answer them yeah, on the we, podcast. We, we have. So we said this last time. Uh, probably my, my my favorite thing in life, in life. <laughs> is just helping. I love answering people's questions. I love helping people understand more yes. about the Bible with the Holy Spirit leading and yeah. not because my words, but whatever. God, the God gave it to us. We must give back, yeah. share, right? So. so <laughs> moving on to the next did the same. moving on to the next set of three questions from the next person this person has decided that uh, they do not want to be named um, so the first question is so I know that Eve came from Adam's rib is that correct short answer yes it is correct longer answer we're gonna go into the scripture and read the scriptures that uh, explain this so we're gonna start in Genesis chapter 2 starting in verse 18. And the Lord God said, It is not good that man should be alone. I will make him and help meet for him. And out of the ground the Lord God formed every beast of the field and every fowl of the air and brought them unto Adam to see what he would call them. And whatsoever Adam called every living creature, that was the name thereof. And Adam gave names to all cattle and to the fowl of the air and to every beast of the field. But for Adam there was not found and help meet for him. And the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall upon Adam, and he slept and took one of his ribs and closed up the flesh instead thereof. And the rib which the Lord God had taken from man made he a woman and brought her unto the man. And Adam said, This is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman because she was taken out of man. As you can see from that story, it is obviously a part of the creation story, which is that God, of course, God formed man first, you know, Adam was the first, Adam was the first person to be created. But, he said, it is not good that we should be alone. And so, at first, you know, God went and said, let me bring, let me bring him all of the other things that I have created and see which one he wants. But Adam did not accept any of those things, so God said, I will make something out of you. It will be part of you. Yes. Bone of my bone, flesh of my flesh. And this, um... This thing is, um, this is really how marriage works, that you're really one person, and, and it all comes from Adam, and the fact that him and his wife really were made from, made from him, you know, so, they really were uh, part of the same. To think, women was a part of me. No. <laughs> Our podcast gets canceled. <laughs> it's only jokes, guys. <laughs> but yes, yeah, so the, God took Adam, took one of Adam's ribs, and made Eve. 
Exactly. Uh, fun little, uh, fun little fact. I, I know I said this the last time, so I'll repeat it. Is that um, Eve actually didn't get her name until after the fall. This whole time, um, Eve never had a name. She was just a woman, and uh, and Adam gave Adam gave her her name Eve after the fall of man. Yes. Named her named her Eve because she was the mother of all living. Yes. But. There, there's your answer, yes. Eve was made out of Adam's... I ain't never seen a woman named Eve after that. <laughs> you know, that, that is a fair point. I have never met a woman named Eve. <laughs> if I get a daughter, if I have a daughter, it's gonna Eve. be Eve. <laughs> Alright, second question from this person is, why did Eve eat the apple? Um, Short answer, temptation and sin. Short answer, yes, was that she was tricked by Satan. Now, Satan, who had been cast out of heaven at this point, um, he came down to earth in the form of a serpent, a.k.a. a lizard. And so I will also read the, uh, the scripture detailing this stuff. Um, it is, I will be starting at, I will be starting in chapter 3, verse 1. That's where the Geico lizard came from. Yeah. <laughs> Satan. <laughs> now, the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said unto the woman, Yea, hath God said, Ye shall not eat of every tree of the garden. And the woman said unto the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden. But of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God hath said, Ye shall not eat of it, neither shall ye touch it, lest ye die. And the serpent said unto the woman, Ye shall not surely die. For God doth know that in the day that ye eat thereof, then your eyes shall be opened, and ye shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, and that it was pleasant to the eyes, and a tree to be desired to make one wise, she took the fruit thereof, and did eat, and gave also unto her husband with her, and he did eat. So, as we can see, uh, in here it describes it as the uh, tree which is in the midst of the garden. Um, the specific name of the tree is the, uh, the, uh, the tree of knowledge of good and evil. That's, that's it. And God told Adam and Eve, well, he specifically told Adam, and then obviously Adam would have told his wife Eve. Yeah, because he's still leader. Yeah, is that God said that we are not allowed to eat of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. And then we have Satan here, posing as a serpent, which, uh, you know, uh, tempted and um, convinced Eve that the tree was good and not bad the way that God said and she ate and also gave the fruit to her husband Adam who also ate which caused the fall of man it was the first sin that the two of them disobeyed God yes and and i think the reason again the reason why you know it was placed upon Adam is cuz Adam is the leader was the leader of Eve right the man is the leader and and with with uh, authority becomes responsibility, right? So he was responsible for what Eve did, right? Because mm -hmm. he, he looked over her. He watched and over her. And there's somewhere in Roman, because, you know, this, this is a debate that happens a lot, where it's like, was like, you know, woman made the first, the first sin. But, it, I mean, maybe technically she did do the first sin because she ate of the fruit first, but the fact is, is that God put man as the head of the household. Adam was in charge of Eve, and the fact is that he should have 
guided her away from the serpent. Yeah. And the way that the Bible describes it, you know, we often think that Adam was not around, but the way that the Bible describes it was that Adam was literally there yeah. when Eve was talking to the serpent and just let her eat of the fruit and then ate after she yeah. after she gave it to him. And so it, I believe it says somewhere in Romans, I'm not sure exactly, but there's a there's a part in Actually, Romans, there's a part in Romans that specifically says that Adam is to blame for the first Adam, sin. Uh, Romans chapter, I almost said Adam chapter. Adam <laughs> chapter one. <laughs> no, no, Romans chapter five. It, it talks about that and uh, I think verse, uh, don't quote me on it, but I think verse eight or nine. I know I should have that memorized by now, but, but, <laughs> but, but, but Adam is responsible for the first sin. Maybe he didn't commit the first sin, but either way, Adam's the one that it's put on. You know, it, uh, again, what, what always strikes me about that, that scripture is Eve's want, lust for wisdom, right? She, she's tempted and thinking that she's going to become wiser, that she's going to know more things. Yeah, and knowledge have, of good and evil. Yeah, and, and have wisdom, right? And, and, and knowledge and wisdom. And you know what I think is interesting is, is that, you know, since the beginning of time, man, man thought, mankind thought that, you know, I can get things by myself, right? I can do this by myself. But all she had to do was go to God. Right? God would have provided. I'm sure that wisdom and, and wisdom and knowledge uh, is is what God wants, right? Or at least wisdom, right? Because you know, be, with knowledge becomes lack of lack of uh, faith, like a shot, like a child, right? <laughs> but but I think it's very interesting that this since the beginning of time she was searching for wisdom, but she already had the greatest wisdom, which was a relationship with God. Exactly, exactly. And you know, she that's what the walked Bible, with God. That's what the Bible says: is that the beginning of wisdom is a relationship with God, is a fear of God. Yeah, and and I think a lot of I think people uh, going into this question even more, a lot of people are like, well, then why would God, if God loved man so much, how how why did He allow man to sin? Free will. God gives free will. Free to choose, right? Because he wants the love to be genuine. Yes. He, he, didn't, create, he didn't create robots that would, just, no. that would just love him because he said so. Yeah. He created people with free will that they need to choose to love him yeah, my, because so, that, that, so that it's genuine. My yeah. answer to, to somebody that's like, well, if God, if God loves you so much, why would he allow you to sin? God, God loves you so much that he allows you to choose him. Right? He allows you, he allows someone such such a worm as I, such a filthy rag worm, right? To choose him and he allows it? Amen? Right? Now let's be honest, there's only one correct choice out of the choice to choose him or not. And the yes. correct choice is to choose him. But the fact is is that he wanted a genuine love. Yeah. And so he allowed you the choice to choose him or not. Do, would you and would you and what I answer to people is would you rather if God just made you like a robot that does you can't exactly control yourself. That, you yeah. just do what yeah. he wants you to do. Yeah. Would would you would you want that? Now now he we're wants, gonna he wants he gives you free will and he because we when we get saved we're supposed to surrender our lives to him we're supposed to make him the lord of our lives he wants us to choose him which shows genuine love what we're supposed to do is we're supposed to surrender our free will to him yes we're supposed to surrender our lives to him to which we don't go after the things that we want, but we go after the things that he wants. But that free will, the option to choose that is to show a genuine love from us to him. He already shown the genuine love from him to us because he knew all of the crap that we were going to put him through, yeah. but he still decided to make us. He already has made plenty of things to show his genuine love to, towards us. But that free will he gives to us for us to choose him is us, a demonstration of our love to him. Now, 
for the last question from unnamed <laughs> questioner is questionnaire. Questionnaire. <laughs> I heard there was a thing called the golden calf in the Bible. What is that? Good question. Um, the golden calf is actually in two places in the Bible, but there's one place that is vastly more uh, famous than the other one. So we're going to go to that place first, and then I'll have a little overview of the other place where the, where the golden calf is. Um, so the golden calf is in Exodus, which is the uh, second book of the Bible, chapter 32. Since we're going all the way into chapter 32, I will um, have a little bit of a backstory to what's happening here. Which is that God's people are enslaved in Egypt at this point in time. And God has chosen a man by the name of Moses, I think we all know who Moses is, Oh yeah. Um, to lead his people out of slavery from Egypt. And so at, at this point, they're already out of Egypt, and God is, as, uh, is leading them to the promised land. But they are not having very good faith in God, and they're questioning God quite a lot. <clears throat> and we'll see later on that maybe they're not putting their faith in God at all, but really they're putting their faith in Moses. We might be see that a little later on. <laughs> and um, and Moses, well, and so what's happening is that although the journey from Egypt to the promised land that God had for them was only, I, I, I'm not sure I actually have this right, but the, if I'm remembering correctly, the journey to the promised land was only three days. It was a three-day journey. But overall, the people of the uh, God's people are going to end up taking a 40-year journey to the promised land because they just would not stop disobeying God, basically. And God had to teach them a lesson. But um, here in this... got a message idea. Here, here in this section pen? right Give me a here, pen. Uh, I don't have a pen. Here. I found a pen. I'll keep going. Uh, here in this section of the, of the Bible, again, they're wandering through the wilderness. They're trying to make it to the promised land. And Moses would periodically go up into mountains. He would go alone. He would leave the rest of the people down at the base of the mountain. He would go up to the top of the mountain, and he would pray to God, pray for guidance, pray for strength, whatever it is that he needed. But he would go up there for a really long time. And we'll actually hear, hear that he prays all night in this, at this point. But basically, he goes up to pray to God, and the people get worried because he's been gone so long. And now I'll start reading. <clears throat> and when the people saw that Moses delayed to come down out of the mount, the people gathered themselves together unto Aaron, and said unto him, Up, make us gods which shall go before us. For as for this Moses, the man that brought us up out of the land of Egypt, we wot not what is become of him. And Aaron said unto them, Break off the golden earrings which are in the ears of your wives, and of your sons, and of your daughters, and bring them unto me. And all the people break off the golden earrings which are in their ears, and brought them unto Aaron. And he received them at their hand, and fashioned it with a graving tool, and, <clears throat> and he had made it a molten calf. And they said, These be thy gods, O Israel, which brought thee up out of the land of Egypt. And when Aaron saw it, he built an altar before it, and Aaron made proclamation and said, Tomorrow is the feast to the Lord. So, basically what happens here, obviously, is that Moses is taking too long for the people, basically. Um, and a little, a little side note, Aaron is also... Um, 
Aaron is Moses' brother. How how does his brother allow this to happen? Moses, especially oh. because Aaron has been with Moses since the beginning of this. Because you know when God told Moses that he was the one to lead the, his people out of Egypt, Moses was a little bit hesitant because God told him to go speak to the Pharaoh. Which, if you yeah. know Egypt Egyptian culture, you know the Pharaoh is basically the equivalent of a king to their culture, and. Moses was like, well, I'm nervous, I can't speak well, how am I going to go and speak to the Pharaoh and convince him to let our people go? And God said, well, alright, if you're too nervous to speak, then I will send your brother Aaron with you to speak for you. So Aaron, from the beginning of this whole thing in Exodus, has basically been Moses' right-hand man. Mm -hmm. And so the fact that Aaron, so quickly after the people just revert, reverted back into old traditions of worshiping idols and that so, but that's but this is a very but this is very easy to explain what the golden calf is is that God's people were God was taking Moses and God were taking too long for them to which they decided to make an idol which I don't know why they decided that a golden cow was going to be their next god and um and they started worshiping they they also attributed they're they're fleeing yes. of the, the 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 taking out of the Egyptians, right? To the golden calf that they just created. Mm -hmm. They literally just created and was like, "This is the one that led us out of Egypt." You literally just created it, like. <laughs> but and then and then this is what I said before about Moses. We actually see a little bit before that they might have not even been attributing it to God in the first place, which is that they said. Here, uh, for as for this, as for this Moses, the man that brought us about of the land of Egypt. See, they were already attributing them escaping Egypt. They were attributing that to Moses and his leadership capabilities, or whatever it may be, his power. But what really, what they failed to understand, but what Moses understood was that he wasn't doing that, doing any of this through his own power. It was through God working through him. And, you know. And, you know, I, I think you said last yeah, time that maybe the only reason that they were able to get out of the land of Egypt was just because Moses was faithful to what God yeah. called him to do. Because yeah. these people never seem to actually yeah. attribute it to God. Yeah, I, it, and, and you know you know what's actually funny is as I was saying that, and I didn't get it out in the, in the last version of this episode that, again, was lost. But but I, I'm thankful for this version because this is, seems like it flows a lot better and it's going a lot better. But, but, and, but uh, what I'm thinking is, you know, it only takes one Christian to make an impact on an entire... People, right? An entire flock of people, uh, an entire nation, right? Because because it's the same God, right? It's it's God working through a person, right? <laughs> but, sorry, my my speech. I'm getting a, I'm getting excited, <laughs> but but it's like but it's like I start I, I start scatting, <laughs> but <laughs> but I just I just think it's like it's like. It only takes one Christian to make an impact. So go make an impact on the world. Do what God has called you to do, right? Because, because I mean, again, all it took was Moses to have faith. Yeah, and then a, a little overview of the second time that there is the golden calf. This is not a known. This is not a very known story of the second golden calf. Um, I, I only kind of skimmed over it, so uh, forgive my harsh and maybe a little bit incorrect story of how the the second golden calf yeah. was. Research it yourself. Yeah. Uh, over in, I believe it is 2 Kings. It's either 1st or 2nd Kings. Again, maybe read both. But in either 1st or 2nd Kings, 
um, God's people are being brought into a war, and I believe they are um, they are allied with a few other nations. And uh, whenever things started to get worrisome for them, the other nations decided to build uh, this time two golden calves to pray to. Um, but that's the gist of that's the gist of the other the second time that a golden calf is mentioned in the Bible. You know what's interesting is I think I may or may not have learned that in school at a point in time. Yeah. But before the school system completely crashed, right? But <laughs> but yeah, I may or may not have learned that in school. I think I think I can remember it. But uh, we thank you, the unnamed uh, questionnaire, <laughs> for uh, for giving us the. Uh, the questions for us to answer. I hope that it helped you. So uh, yeah, we're gonna Go get into to the, the last three. The last three, which is by uh, a good friend of mine, uh, AJ Liggett. Um, go to school with him, and he asked uh, three. He asked us three questions. So uh, I'm gonna go into the first question, which is, what happens? When the rapture comes, right? Yes. And before we go, before we go into specifics, I think that this is a pretty good question uh, because I feel like a lot of people who maybe do not have either Christians or lost people who do not have very extensive Bible knowledge, I feel like we tend to people tend to mix up the rapture and what happens afterwards of the rapture. The rapture is a very specific event that takes place, you know. Um, and I feel like a lot of people mix up the rapture with the judgment of God that comes right, afterwards. Right. And but the rapture is a very specific event that starts off the judgment yes. of God. And that is the, the uh, coming. Uh, it's not the second coming, but it's Jesus uh, in the sky, right? You hear a trumpet, the sound of a trumpet, right? Yes. The archangel. Right? Shout of the Shout. archangel. Everybody's going to hear it. It's going to be wonderful. It's going to be great. I've, and and it's a... Uh, it's, Every, every Christian is going to be taken up, right? We're out of here. We're out of this lost and dying world. This Bible, is going to be a time to rejoice. The Bible says that first the dead in Christ shall rise, so their bodies will rise through the air, and then those who are alive, those who are still alive, will catch up with them in the sky. Yes, not aliens, not aliens. No. Like the world, I believe, is going to try and say, right? But, but is the, the, uh, the meeting with Christ in the sky, with all the Christians... And and it's going to be a time to rejoice. It's going to be a time. Go to heaven. We're we're gonna we're gonna go to heaven, right? Forever with Jesus. That's something to get excited about. That's something to praise God about. And and it's it's I think you said it in the last episode. It's going to be a time where where you believe and I believe that all Christians are going to be saved or not. Not all Christians. All Christians are gonna be saved. <laughs> no, no, my bad, my bad. Uh, something else just came through my mind. I was thinking about the next question, mm-hmm. but but I think it's gonna be a time where where uh, a lot of people are gonna be saved. There we go. A lot of people are gonna be saved because they know the story, right? They they know they know the story of Revelation, or at least we're told some some spin off of it, right? They know. And, and, and a lot of people in, in our nation, America, know the, the story. Our, our nation was founded upon God, right? And, and you said that a lot of people are, uh, are going to get saved, as, as you believe, and I believe well, as well. I, well, here's the thing, is that like all... I'm sorry, all I, I feel bad that I messed that up. <laughs> here's the thing, is that all existing Christians at that time are out of here. Yeah. 
but because of the display of power that God, the, the just overall display of God that will be happening in the rapture, everybody, everybody is going to have to, everybody is going to acknowledge God's existence. First of all, I, I really cannot, I cannot think that people are going to see the rapture. Every person is going to see Jesus and angels in the sky and not going to be able to acknowledge God's existence at this point. At that point. Now, I do not believe everybody is going to accept God, accept Jesus at this point. I very much so believe that still few, compared to the overall population that will be left, I still believe that few will actually turn to God after the rapture. But how much of the I'm population sure, I mean, do you I'm think sure. is going to go? What? How much of the population do you think is even going to go? Well, I definitely think. I that, mean, a lot of I people on the ground, that, but. Yeah, there's gonna be a lot. There's <laughs> gonna be like mines going on, like. <laughs> but the I definitely, attacking think, us. I definitely think that um, I definitely think that as Christians we are in a minority in the world. Yeah. Um, of people who genuinely accept Jesus Christ. Um, but I mean. Over the course of human history and over the course of just how many people are alive now, yeah. it's gonna be a lot of people. But those, but those that believe that Christ is real, right? And but haven't accepted Him. When they see that, oh boy, <laughs> it's gonna be good. It's gonna be a lot but of. The, I mean, the Bible says very clearly, though, is that even with all of this power that's gonna be on display, there's gonna be many, many people who will never accept that Jesus is Lord. Yeah, even through. Even through all that. Yeah, yeah. You know, I think it's funny. Us Christians seem like like we're like these crazy people. And then and then once it happens, they're going to be like, huh. Crazy. Right. Our, our crazy uncle was right. <laughs> it was right. Yeah. All right. Next question. So this next question. This next question is... Here, uh, we're going to preface this question that both of our answers are different. Are different and truthfully both of our answers are opinion yes we are basing our opinion based off of what we know of scripture but the Bible does not give a very clear-cut answer to this question and so we're gonna preface this with that both of these answers are our opinion but we are basing it with as much scripture as we can and the question is do you go to heaven or hell if you take your own life, I will give my my answer that that I have that I've that I've formulated over my short years of existence, which is reading the Bible. And you know, if you take your own life, right? Murder is the well in, in the Bible, right? Kill is translated to murder, right? Which is the un unjustifiable killing of a person. You can't justify it. Yeah, you can't you can't justify it, right? You can't justify uh, murder, right? Murder is unjustifiable. So what I believe, right, if you're unjust killing of a person, which is yourself, there's no, there's no justifiable reason, right, no, no matter the circumstance, in my, in my very own opinion, I don't think, right, now, now this depends, right, now this depends, but I don't think a saved child of God can take their own life and live for Christ at the same time. I don't think you can do that because because God wants you to live for him, right? And God wants you to live like Christ. Right? So if he wants to live like if you he, he wants you to live like Christ and be Christ-like and and devote your whole life to God, how could you take it? How? 
I see the vast majority of people that do commit suicide are not are not Christians, right? They 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 are not saved. They have not accepted Christ. They 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 have not accepted the gift that Christ has given to everyone as long as you accept it, right? You have to accept a gift to receive it, right? So so I think that it's it's a no, depending on the circumstance. Um, and and that's just my opinion on it. James, you can give yours and then we'll discuss, but... Okay, so my my take on, on this is just trying to piece it together, right? Is that, like you said, suicide is the unjustified taking of a human life. It's murder. It's murdering yourself. And murder, by definition, is the unjustified taking of a human life. And we know that murder can be forgiven. You know that if somebody, I mean, there's people in the Bible, there are heroes of the Bible that have murdered people. Like Samson. Paul, Sam, Paul, um, Samson, I think, Mo, Moses, I'm sure. Moses, yeah, Moses, Moses killed the guard. Remember that guard that was beating on yeah. somebody unjust, and Moses killed it, and like Moses, he, but it was he, justified, right? I do not believe that the, um, I do not believe that it was worded as a justified. No, okay. Uh, I know what yeah. Samson did was justified, right? <laughs> yeah. But but those are not justified. Paul killed Christians. Yeah, Paul Paul probably is the biggest example of a murderer in the Bible. Right? Of Paul. But there are many people like uh, as as I was going with this is that murder can be forgiven. It is an action, it is sin. Right? And every sin other than one sin can be forgiven by through Jesus Christ. And suicide is murder. It's murder of yourself. It's the unjustified taking of your own life. And the way that I view it is that Jesus died for sins past, present, and future. Jesus, when you got saved, all of your sins were forgiven. Even the sins that you hadn't made yet. And so, I think... In my own mind is that if a person has been truly saved and doesn't walk away from God, but at some point takes their own life. Now, I, 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 I side with Josh here a little bit and I think that it is, it would be so, I think most people, I think most people who say that they're Christians and take their own life were not actually Christians and did not turn their life over to God. But I do believe that it is a, I believe that there could be a very small percentage of people who truly gave their life over to God and then committed suicide. Right. From whatever horrible thing happened in their life or maybe even mental issues or whatever. And then that, that also brings me up to something else that I'll talk about later. But I guess Jesus died for sins past, present, and future. And murder is just another sin. You know? Like, murder is not, like, here's the thing. Murder is not living in sin. You know? When you, you know, if you say you got saved, but then you just start living in sin, you forfeited your salvation yeah. by deciding to live in sin. Exactly. Murder is not living in sin. Murder is an action of sin. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And so in my mind, since Jesus died for sins past, present, and future, if you truly were saved and you murder and you murder yourself, if you commit suicide, that is just another sin to add to the list that Jesus forgave. And if you're a true child of God and you commit suicide, you're going to have I don't believe that it's a, an excuse. You know, I've said no. this before. I don't believe it's an excuse. I don't believe you can go down on your knees, pray, and say, 
Lord forgive me, be in my life and, and save me, and then just shoot yourself in the head right after that. You know, just as like a fast pass to heaven or something like that. I definitely don't believe that. I believe that if you truly gave yourself over to God and something happens, and something happens, then that takes you to take your own life, then I believe that that is another sin that God will forgive you. And, and I think it's important to, to hurry up and, understand, and to understand salvation, right? And salvation, how you make it to heaven is getting saved, uh, asking, repenting of your sins, and then asking Jesus to be the Lord of your life, believing that Jesus did what he did, you know, accepting, wanting, uh, accepting Jesus, asking him to save you, and then making him the Lord of your life, following exactly 100% of what the Bible says, leaving nothing out, right, his word, and following it, right, making him the Lord of your life, starting to live righteously, and I, 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 I wouldn't say that I disagree with you and how you and how you're talking. That if you're a saved child of God, there should be no reason why you should ever feel the reason to take your life. And truthfully, and and this is uh, I guess this will t this will segue over to the other topic that I was going to talk about is that nobody should ever feel the reason to take their own life because. Uh, like, let's just talk about biology for a second. Your base human instinct, the base instinct of any living creature, is to survive no matter what. And so, in my mind, if you're a person who thinks that you seriously are gonna, you seriously can or are gonna take your own life, I think there's something wrong mentally with you. Yes. Like, I don't, you know, I don't mean that as an insult, you know? No, no. I just mean, I just mean that, like, there is seriously something wrong if you if you're a person who who can take their own life yeah and the bible has something called an age of accountability god has something called an age of accountability and it's kind of a bad name cuz the age of accountability is not an age yeah. it's more on how um, right your mind is which how is that processed it is yes which is how developed let's say that's a better that's a good way how developed your mind is which is that if you're not in the right you know this is why we don't believe that babies if babies die they go to heaven because they they or like if children die because they don't have the mind to be able to process their you know you can't hold somebody accountable if they don't understand you know if somebody doesn't understand that something's bad you can't hold them accountable for doing something bad exactly and so God has that same thing. And so, in my mind, maybe this is how it works, that, you know, if you're somebody who thinks that they can commit suicide, in my mind, you're not in the right mind. And maybe that's how God views it, too, is that you're not in your right mind. So, if you take your own life, then then you're, you, you weren't currently at that and, age of accountability. And before we get into the next question, I just want to clearly state that if, you, if any of you listening to this are feeling... Like you're going to commit suicide, contact me. Or just have ever. Or contact ever, James, ever right? contemplated. Just yeah, talk to us because yes. we can help you. Because we will allow God to speak through us, right? Yes. We will allow the Holy Spirit to speak through us. We and will give be, you the words that you need. We will be a shoulder for you to lean on, God willing. And if not, then we can show you the ultimate shoulder to lean on. Yes. Somebody who will take you under His wing, which is Jesus Christ. Yes. So um, the only way that you can really reach me, because I don't, ha I don't have Instagram anymore, so you'll have to reach me through Facebook. If yeah, you want. it's Godcast underscore Joshua underscore Shanklin, and if you need to reach James, I will give you his phone number. Mm -hmm. But uh, let's get into the next question. The last question. The last question. Be a pretty quick. Pretty very quick, quick question. It says, "What is your favorite part of the Bible, James?" I will, uh, I will let you answer, and then. 
allow myself to answer. Uh, I'll have two answers to this because it just says part. Um, well, I will say that my favorite book of the Bible is the book of James. Not just oh, wow. not just because it's obviously who I'm named after, <laughs> but really, it, I really, I just, I really like James's style of writing, and I really like what he talks about in the book. Yeah, I, I yes, um, but part. You know, I, I, that's not. I don't feel like that's specifically talking about a book. So I would also say, I mean, like the story of Exodus, of of all of God's people, all of the miracles that happened there. That's a really fun. I'm so ready to work on that message idea. <laughs> and uh, and also, I mean, I could say ten different parts of Jesus' life that I could say would be my favorite part. But I, I'll sum it up. I'll sum it up. And say that my favorite book of the Bible is the book of James. My favorite story in the Bible is a toss-up between uh, Jesus' life, his ministry, everything that he did, right? Mm-hmm. Or the book of Job. Or Paul. Paul's ministry. Those are my three favorites, right? Uh, Storyline, right? Story-wise. And... Uh, my favorite book is Romans. Romans is my favorite book because it's it's just it's just so wonderful for the Christian to read, right? It's it's like it's it's so it, at least for me I connect with it, right? I connect with with what Paul is Paul is writing. And he he's just he's just <laughs> he's just uh his writing is wonderful whenever it comes to what you gain as a Christian and what Jesus has done for you. And it's like, it's like, <laughs> it's, I would just, re- I would just 100% recommend it because it is wonderful. In fact, we were doing a Bible study on Romans at United Fruit Baptist in Maslin on Thursdays starting at uh, 6.30? 6.30. 6.30 till like 8. Uh, Anyone would like to join? Yep. Anybody that near us or yeah or is willing to make the journey yeah it's yeah. a really good listen, bible hey. study it's very it's very informal we just read and we talk about things and it's very it's, listen if you yeah. if you look how how much paul walked around he walked around all of like the he middle went, east. he went all, he went around like all of the known world basically at yeah. that time yeah so so please please <laughs> please join the bible study it's men's bible study so uh, yeah, that's. I mean, that's all we have, and we thank uh, we thank Corbin, uh, the unknown questionnaire, <laughs> and uh, AJ Liggett for uh, you know asking us these questions. And I, I I'm just grateful that you guys you know stepped up and asked question uh, questions, and uh, hopefully you guys do it again. Uh, hopefully hopefully our our answers uh, were impactful and helpful, and I I just pr- I just pray that you guys apply it to your lives and you can understand it. Uh, and you dig, you dig deeper in research in the Bible. And if you haven't been saved, and you haven't accepted Christ in your life, and you, and you haven't been born again, contact either J- James or me, right? Mm-hmm. And we and we will set that straight in a couple minutes, mm-hmm. right? We'll we'll give you all the knowledge that we have, and let the Holy Spirit guide us into whatever it is that we need to tell you. Yes, because you, know, so, you know God's on your side. Absolutely. So. Uh, that's all we have uh, for this yep. episode. We thank you guys for participating. James, do you want to pray us out? Oh, you want me to pray out too? Okay. <laughs> I can I can pray us out. Oh, no. I'll pray out. All right. All right. Sorry. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for this episode of the podcast that we were able to do. Thank you for letting your spirit speak through us, Lord, and that we can answer these questions, Lord, and that we can, we can just have a good time just talking about talking about your book, Lord. It's, it's always a good time just talking about... Uh, 
talking about the Bible and letting your Holy Spirit lead us, Lord. Lord, we ask that all that uh, with me and Josh, that you continue to give us knowledge, you continue to give us strength and, and guide us in what we are supposed to do, Lord. We ask that anybody that listens to this podcast, Lord, that you continue to go with them, Lord, and, and give them knowledge and, and lead, guide, and direct them in their life, Lord. Lord, we love you. We thank you. It's in your name that we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you.